Welcome back to Modern Day Atheism. And this is a late recording of Modern Day Atheism. And uh, usually this goes out on Saturdays, live goes out on Saturdays, but here we are on Sunday uh, and this is what we're doing. To anybody who's just joining, uh, we are now doing it as a live chat Q&A. In fact, I'm gonna change that in the thing here uh, and take off the phone numbers. Uh, we're doing a live chat Q&A. Any questions you have, we can talk about really anything. I'm not looking to fight, but a little bit of conflict is totally fine. Uh, and if you are in the live chat right now, again, this going out to the live audience, audience Saturday on YouTube, obviously, if you're watching, uh, listening rather on, on the podcast right now, uh, you can't actually uh, submit a question. But if you are in the live chat on YouTube right now, you can submit a question uh, by on the live chat, making sure you tag at Dear Mr. Atheist. Um, we'll jump straight into everything. And I think there was a super chat to start things off. Obviously, we'll always give that priority here. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Mithan oh, misanthropy. I have a hard time with certain words, and that's one of those. Uh, misanthropy or misanthropic or misanthrope. Uh, these are people who have a general uh, uh, almost cynicism about humans, uh, a, a general disliking of humanity, more, more specifically, a general disliking of, of humanity. Um, Mrs. Mis... Mrs Misanthropy, misanthropy. It's just a word that hits my my tongue wrong. Hey, Jimmy, as a pansexual female with a very high sex drive, I've had partners who thought they had high libidos, but then were completely overwhelmed by mine. You ever have that happen? Love ya. So, um, yeah, I I have uh, uh many times, but it's been more in the form of like. Basically, because I know about my own libido and the way my <laughs> the way and frequency that I wish to sexually express myself, um, uh, I've always kind of put it in the hands of my partner. Not to say I don't like, you know, try and get things started or whatever, but in general, there's the blanket of like, whenever you're good, I'm good. And so uh, if things are are going a certain way, I might, you know, try and lead things that way but if a person uh generally it's it's just been a sort of like having to deal with when a person um just doesn't match the libido that i have and so that's that's how we work it out uh, uh it's just sort of a we'll do it when you do but i've definitely had um i've definitely definitely had people i've definitely had partners that thought they would be on par and then wouldn't. And then I've, uh, in one instance, actually had a person whose libido exceeded my own, like for the entirety of our relationship. I also had one where at the beginning of the relationship that was a partner uh, like that, but after a couple of months that that totally changed. Um, Darian Ryder, thank you. Hope Woodworth, thank you. Tatted Philosophy says, who is your favorite and least favorite apologist? Um, that's a good question. I would say my favorite, least favorite apologist is Dinesh D'Souza, I think. He just, D'Souza, D'Souza, I don't, I don't know how you actually say it. He's just so full of shit. <laughs> like, it's, he's, but he's very impressed by his own intellect in that regard. Um, I guess favorite apologist, not for any performance reason, because I think a lot of people here would just say specific uh, specific people they enjoy hearing their debate points. I like, I've liked in the past listening to Peter Hitchens, Christopher Hitchens' brother, just because you get to hear, like, you can hear there's a similar love of language, not as good as Chris had, but, uh, uh, you know, kind of pulls you back and makes you remember, 
remember that guy. Um, obviously, young Earth creationist apologists drive me up the wall. Uh, and then, um, so there's several in the least favorite category. It's hard to pick a most favorite apologist. Do you know what I mean? They're like the fact that they are apologists makes me think that they're just professional, clever liars. Lakota Stewart, how do you like the Book of Mormon, the musical? Do you think it is fairly accurate? I've only heard the soundtrack. However, it is very reflective of my time as a Mormon. Uh, how Have you ever been involved in theater? Yes, in high school mostly, uh, and then somewhat in production after high school. But uh, I did a little bit of acting. Um, I wasn't very good at it. I, I think I'd be better at it now than I was because now I can look back and just tell all the things I was terrible at. And um, I had to play the Duke of Birmingham, <laughs> which is really funny now that I know what people from Birmingham are like. But in The Three Musketeers, I had to play the Duke of Birmingham and I my accent was atrocious. I should have just done Stewie Griffin. If I if I had just done Stewie, no one, no one would have known the difference. Um, I couldn't do Stewie back then though. Likewise, Anna, advice for meeting my boyfriend's very religious parents. Uh, try to not talk about religion, to tell you the truth. Like if, if, if they want to bring it up, that's really hard. I I don't I don't know these individuals and how they treat people who aren't religious. So I would definitely try and talk to your boyfriend about uh, uh, what it is, what you should expect if they find out you're not religious, um, and also sort of have a plan in place. Like, hey, if they become like hostile or they start to ask too many questions, and it clearly is just me on the defensive all the time. Could you put an end to that? Because I think that would be the appropriate thing for a partner to do with their parents. Uh, Dear Mr. Atheist, will you be finishing your bite model analysis of the Mormon church with Telltale? It's very helpful for putting things into perspe perspective. Yes, I will. Uh, uh, so I know I had promised it last month, uh, and basically the day came to record, and I was too sick. Uh, and so I ended up calling that off. Then Telltale was at Faithless Forum uh, and doing some other traveling and stuff, and things are now settling down, so we'll be looking to record that uh, here very, very shortly. Let's get some from the regular chat here before we jump back. Um, my dad does not believe dinosaurs existed. How do I make him? It's really embarrassing. <laughs> How do you make him? That's the problem. You can't make anyone believe anything. They either do or they don't. Uh, I always advise, especially, it's really hard. So here's the thing. There might be somebody who could get through to my dad. I just am pretty sure it's not me because my dad doesn't respect me in that way. My dad and I have a sense of humor in common, though I'm much raunchier than he is. But my dad doesn't respect my um, <laughs> what I do or my my thoughts on God. Oddly enough, he'll listen to me about politics and I've even changed his mind on some stuff. But uh, when it comes specifically to religion and thing and God, um, he just doesn't care. Uh, uh, and so if there's somebody who can get through, it's not me. When I do talk to my dad, I enjoy... Basically, my dad and I will get into little debates, and he's never won any of them. But how much he thinks he's won will display in how long it takes before he's willing to have that conversation again. So I once shut him down 
for a good like year and a half that he stopped trying to engage. And then a little bit back, uh, a couple months ago, he tried to do a little something here and didn't go well. So I don't know how long it's going to be again. So as far as convincing parents, it's a totally different ballgame because it's it's like they you they have to they have to be willing to listen to you. Um, let's see here. I recently came out to three of my friends, but not my family. They, my family are very homophobic, but I love them. I don't know if they'll accept. What do I do? Make sure you're in a position where you're not reliant on your family before that happens. And I highly, highly recommend you have somebody there to mediate, uh, uh, because they are more likely to actually have a conversation than just try and roll over you. Um, I, I think that is hugely, hugely beneficial. Um, let's see here. In non Skylar Sandlin asks, in non-medical legal documentation, how would you like to see the gender options, i.e. IDs, passports, etc.? Personally, I think it could be limited to male, female, and non-binary. Um, I would definitely like to see at least a non-binary option. I think it's possible that more than that could potentially exist. Certainly something that, um, uh, I, 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 first of all, you have to, I, I prefer on those sort of things, things like IDs, uh, driver's license and stuff that a person be able to have uh, reflective their gender identity. So if a person has, uh, it has transitioned, uh, for it to be the gender they identify as not what they were assigned, uh, at birth. So, uh, it, that's a hard question though, too. Um, I, I don't see a ton of need for gender designations on some of these things as well, especially those that are accompanied by a photo, uh, like like have photos on them. So it's it's definitely hard to say. Um, but yeah, I'd say those aren't probably going away anytime soon. So at least male, female, and non-binary, and then I'd have to um, uh, uh, maybe maybe even other or some other option. Uh, and the other thing I don't understand is like, if, if it is a more complex thing, like why not just write it out? Why does it have to be? Because so often it's just abbreviated with one letter. Like in my state, it's M for male, F for female, and X for non-binary, I believe. Uh, or it might even just be considered an other option. Um, tough to say, but yeah, I would like to see, I would definitely like to see something. Uh, Darchi B, who is my brother, what was that neighbor's cat's name in Florida? I don't remember the cats. There was two of them. I don't remember the name of their cats. Uh, I remember our cat was named Tennessee and those people, I used to actually go over to their house almost every day to swim and they like were like substitute grandparents almost to me. And then they got these new cats uh, that were indoor cats that my cat would go over and look at them through the window because they came long after my cat had sort of established the area as their own. And they just kept throwing fit after fit after fit until my parents got rid of my cat. And uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, Hope Woodworth, there was a school shooting at UNC Charlotte on April 30th and nobody has seemed to talk about it. Why do you think does covering shootings help? I don't know because that, that, I guess that didn't even make it onto my radar unless it was the one that, was it the one that only had, uh, I say only had, this is the America we live in, but is it the one that only had one or two victims? It was uh, a limited one. Um, I think, so it's hard to say. Uh, 
As far as news goes, I think we have a right to know the things that are happening. I don't like the way it is sensationalized, and I don't like them sharing the names of the individuals. Um, I think that's a, a huge mistake to to glorify it, and I think it's it's contributed at least uh, to the problem worsening. However, I think the problem is is much much more complex than that. Nancy Strickland, thanks for being a cool and principled human. Well, thank you. I try. Jackie Rahman. Hi, Jimmy. Are you taking calls? And also, do you judge me for believing in astrology? So I tried to take calls. Something was broken. We ended up having to start the show over. It was this whole to do really frustrating. I'm embarrassed, uh, uh, frankly. Um, uh, but uh, uh, so we're just doing the questions over here. As far as judging you for believing in astrology, um, not any more so than I judge. <laughs> it, the question is like, is what I'm doing judging when it has to do with anything else supernatural. I made a video on astrology and why it's bunk, and it is. Uh, uh, it's it's reliant on a lot of things we understand and the significance of your cosmological position on personality. <laughs> Basically, at the end of the day, go find a person who uh, uh, go find a person who writes out very complex horoscopes, like long ones, and ones that you think are are totally and completely like they are they're good at it and they're accurate. Go take that and take it to 20 people whose birth month that is. And then take it to 20 people who's not, but tell them it is for their birth month. And you will find that the rough percentage of how accurate they think it is, is the same. And by the way, this is an actual experiment Darren Brown has already done. Uh, and so you can go and find, find that kind of thing. Um, so I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think you're stupid. I understand why it's extremely compelling. And I think it's basically just religion light. Um, and I think it, it has been totally debunked. Uh, Jesse B, thank you. Brittany, Brittany says, atheist and belief in soul, spirit, slash afterlife. Uh, I don't believe in any of those things, but technically you could be an atheist and believe in those things. An atheist needs to only not believe in God. So as far as believing in a soul or a spirit or an afterlife, how those would exist without some kind of God, I mean, uh, uh, you'd have to explain to me, but technically those, those things can go together. But for me, it's the... <sighs> The reason I don't believe in a soul or a spirit or an afterlife, same reason I don't believe in God. I don't see good enough evidence to believe it. It doesn't, it doesn't seem, uh, I don't see the necessity for it that people like to play word games to get you to, like that we need to have a God. Uh, I definitely don't see that. And otherwise I also don't, um, uh, I, I just don't believe in, in any of those things. And I'm not saying they don't, that it isn't the case that there's an afterlife, but I've yet to have it demonstrated to me that anything happens to us after we die that is distinctly different to what we, how we existed prior to living. Ericamian, uh, you've said you were surprised by some of the directions your channel slash audience have gone. Do you ever feel limited by any aspects of the channel's history, reputation, and audience? Yeah, I, I really do. Um, big time. I actually talk about it just a little bit on tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's episode of Dear Mr. Atheist is about my mental health, my physical health, and things that have been going on uh, uh, lately. Uh, it is a little more me. And even that felt like I was wrong because it's Mr. Atheist. So it seems like these should be uh, related to atheism or religion and the way religion influences politics and things like that, which is how I get into the politics stuff. But like I do have the other channel now, Jimmy Snow, what do you know? I haven't posted on there in a few weeks, but I will be actually here this week. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a bummer that I don't 
I don't know. I don't think they, they would even do well the episodes of other random shit I want to do that I would put on Mr. Atheist. I think they would they the proper format to do it right now is on that other channel. Again, that's called Jimmy Snow. What do you know? Um, and then uh, but like there are little things like I want to I just want to review like pizza. Uh, uh, and I want to do this week, I'm going to be unboxing and reviewing the Oculus Rift S and the Oculus Quest. But again, over on the other channel, I fucking love virtual reality. I think it's like the greatest thing. And I use mine almost every day and it's about to get better, but it's also about to get more mobile. This Oculus Quest is an all-in-one device that has full spatial tracking, but all the sensors are built in the headset. And I think that's going to like totally changed the game because the first consumer versions, I think were just like the people who are already hyped about it and tracking. I think this brings way more people into it the same way that consoles uh, brought people into video games, even though video games already existed on computers. Um, so anyway, that's uh, but yes, I definitely do feel I definitely feel limited. However, I love I love this and I love my channel. Dalton, hey, going south for a week. Fun times, but feeling myself with Beyonce and Lizzie on repeat in my car. Also, just saw Avengers Endgame for the second time. You're uh, more patient than I am. I didn't even really enjoy watching Avengers Endgame the first time. Can't imagine doing three more hours of that. Um, the, be the beginning and the end are good. The, the, the two and a half hours of the middle kind of suck. Emma Whitmer and I'm by the way I am the easiest person to entertain with movies and I was bored I loved Batman versus Superman I loved that movie so much it's I get I get a lot of shit for it actually I really loved that movie uh and I just I just did not like Endgame um let's see let's do a few from the regular chat here why when people use Mrs. and Mr. doesn't Mr. change when men are married, but Ms. change to Mrs. when a woman is married? Okay, so talking about the language thing. I have no idea why that is. Uh, and I, I personally like, I, um, I kind of hope the future has less gendered language in general. There are already other languages that don't use, and it's not a problem. So uh, that kind of stuff is, is ridiculous to me anyway. Uh, but I think like it's it's from a, a sense of tradition of like men were supposed to pursue women. So you knew if a guy was single, if they went for you, but women had to declare their singleness as the flock to hunt from or something flock to hunt from the herd to hunt from. I don't know. Um, got any tips on getting a good first job? Yeah. Practice talking uh, uh, and follow up. I've, I've gotten every job I've ever applied for. And um, part of it was, uh, I mean, obviously you have to put your resume down, but you don't have any job experience. So, uh, um, but do practice job interviews with a friend or a teacher or something. And always at the end of the interview, have some kind of question to ask. Not, not an abrasive question or not like a, an attacking question, like, God, who runs this fucking place? But literally just asking questions about like, hey, what would my daily duties be here? What would blah, 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 blah. Ask questions. Um, those are always, those are always a good, a good way, uh, a good way to stand out from the rest and, and they'll see that you're interested. Uh, I also recommend after you put in your application, call a few days later and either ask when they'll be scheduling interviews or if you can schedule an interview. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, I didn't get one job, but I very passively applied for it. It was when I was a teenager. I applied to work at the subway that was like two blocks up the hill from me. Um, me, my mom and others and all atheists, but my mom believe in astrology. 
We have the same birthday, and it's so annoying whenever she brings horoscopes. How do I make her stop? Well, I'd say, me, my mom, and others, and all atheists, but my mom believe in, astro- in astrology when we have the same birthday. Okay, I think something about this I'm reading wrong. I, th- I think you're saying your mom believes in astrology, but not the rest of you. How do you bring it up? I would show her the video from Darren Brown that just totally debunks the, the concept of astrology and psychic readings and just tell her you don't, you don't care. Um, Dear Mr. Atheist, how do I feel deal with my mom only being homo or transphobic to me? She's nice to everyone else, but I'm not valid in her eyes. That's a tough one. Um, if you have a school counselor who would facilitate that kind of thing or a therapist, I think you would I think you need to introduce somebody, a third party into that conversation. Even if it's an if it's an elder sibling that uh, or a younger sibling, I suppose that 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 your mother respects more, uh, or or a parent or a grandparent, aunt, uncle, whatever. Uh, uh, I would I would definitely recommend bringing in another party to that. Um, let's see here. Emma Whitmire says, "How do you let go of the initial guilt that came with being sexually active post indoctrination when unindoctrinating yourself?" This can be difficult. I lucked out because I already stopped feeling guilt about being sexually active before I left the church because I was I I started being sexually active from a young age and I was just a liar and a hypocrite and I was su- felt super super guilty uh, as I uh, was doing it in the church but as I was losing my faith I started losing the guilt over that too it was almost exciting um, but as far as guilt stuff in general goes uh, I would watch my video because I don't have all 15 minutes to, to explain it to you but I watched I made a video called how I got over religious guilt or something like that if you look for religious guilt on my channel you'll find it uh, and and it's basically a, a type of cognitive behavioral therapy that will get you there. Um, Cosmic Cat 1111, thoughts on Caitlin Bennett, Kent State Gun Girl. I don't know who that is. So as far as thoughts go, not much. Jesse B, have you seen Cosmic Skeptic's video on the moral argument for veganism or his talk with Matt Dillahunty on it? What are your thoughts on it? I have not seen either of those videos. Something that people often get a little annoyed with me about. I don't consume much atheist YouTube, to tell you the truth. I, um, I mostly, uh, uh, as far as YouTube goes, I usually watch like tarantula care videos and things like that. I love, there's this channel called Exotic Slayer and it's just a guy feeding and taking care of like these hundreds of tarantulas he owns. I just like, and I, I like things like that. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I haven't seen that. As far as veganism and stuff goes too, like I already get all of the arguments and uh, uh, I wouldn't say I necessarily feel the same way, but I do try to limit my meat intake to specifically stupid animals is actually the truth. Uh, and then not cows because every now and then I, I, I will have like a day where I'll like, oh, I'm just dying for a burger. Or I'm dying for a steak and I'll have one. But uh, I don't have I don't have near the beef consumption I used to that because of the environmental impact. I try not to eat pork. Pepperonis are the hardest part for that. However, you can actually usually find a good beef or turkey pepperoni. Uh, uh, but uh, I try not to eat pork because pigs are fucking brilliant. They're smarter than your children. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Pigs are smarter than your kids. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, chicken, though, I will eat. I've I've worked with pigs and they were brilliant. I've also worked with tri- chickens. They're all stupid. So I'm fine eating stupid chickens. Don't ask me to defend it. <laughs> I just am. The death angel. Ain't, 
Yeah, the death angel. What's your advice for starting college, living in the dorms? What should I bring? And I'm working for the school, so they're paying for the dorm room. So my the beginning of my college experience was a community college, so I didn't ever live in dorms because by the time I was at a college that had the mandatory dorm thing, uh, I didn't have to do it anymore. Um, as far as living in the dorms go, uh, the biggest thing is going to be, while I haven't done dorms, I've done roommates. And getting along with a roommate is the absolute hardest part. So just trying to be sympathetic, empathetic, understanding, uh, and hopefully they won't have something about them that is offensive to your existence. Because that kind of stuff has happened in the past a ton where people end up, especially like non-out uh, or as in closeted people, end up with somebody who's homophobic or transphobic or something. Would you take a BDSM quiz for fun? What sort of kinks do you think you have? And are you open to kinky experiences? Are you more a sub or a dom? Uh, so I've taken the BDSM quiz and I'm quite vanilla. Uh, my kink is intimacy. So while it's kind of funny, I was just talking about with this with somebody who is just totally the opposite end of the spectrum with me. Uh, but uh, my my kink is definitely intimacy. And while it's vanilla, vanilla makes it sound boring and, and like you won't forget. However, I kind of have this like obsessive need to be the best sexual experience a person has, but also want to do that through an intimacy uh, uh, kind of thing. And I also take my, my sweet damn time. So, so I'm quite vanilla, but it's like a really exotic vanilla, like a flavor of vanilla that you'll remember forever. Uh, and if I'm more sub or dom, I'm uh, more dom. I'm jealous you can do VR. It makes me so sick. Things are getting so much better. That's from Unholy Sarah. Things for virtual reality are getting so, so much better. Um, it is, it, it, it's, latency is the big reason why people get sick. The first time I tried an Oculus Rift, it was the first development kit and it was at a convention. I put it on, I kid you not, within five to 10 seconds, I took it off immediate vertigo, immediate knowing I was going to have a migraine that night because of the experience. Now I can spend like 12 hours in it. And yes, that has happened. Um, uh, but it, it is getting a lot better virtual reality. The latency is getting a lot better, which is the big thing. Resolution is what's right now about to get a big kick upwards uh, with these new Oculuses and then later in the year with this thing called the Valve Index. So um, you might try it again. Go somewhere that demos it and see if it's not better. Uh, when I first got it, when I first got my Rift, the, I have the regular Rift right now or the first consumer one. It did take me some time to like be able to do more than half an hour or an hour or so. Uh, and then like the games that are not rated as comfortable, those ones, like the ones where you're in a ship whizzing around, those could make me sick still, uh, or they could make me sick for a while longer after that. But it, it is actually something that goes away. Um, let's see. For the randomness of your words that just helped me remember old music I used to love. Well, good. I don't know what I said, but thank you, Gedry. Gedry knows that I love their name. I just like the name Gedry. Brutus Magnuson, should we push masculine lefties to appeal to dude bros? I kind of think so. And I've been talking about that on my personal Facebook page uh, a bit lately that um, I, it really bugs me that like so few I'm, I'm seeing lots of trans men, cis women, trans women, all and 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 then lots of uh, AFAB non-binary, just non-binary people in general with this abortion thing being very vocal. But when it comes to cis men, it's mostly crickets from our side, but not the other side. And so uh, that's kind of, yeah, I definitely think, I definitely think so. And I, you know, 
It's interesting, though, too, because you can be a quite masculine man in Colorado and be extremely liberal. It's it, it's it is the oddest thing. Like in Colorado, a lot of liberals have guns and love them. <laughs> and it's like I have guns. I don't love them. But I, I, I have been in a situation where I feel like I feel safer in a country surrounded by guns by having a gun myself because if that's what the people around me have, but I'd rather live in a gun-free world, absolutely. However, um, uh, it's it's almost bizarre. You just have these really, really left people here that are crazy about guns. So in a weird way, we've got a little bit of that here as far as the most masculine guy I know. His name is Jesse. He's like six foot six and looks like Gaston, but with like a bitchin' beard. And super attractive dude also. Deep voice, kindest guy, like the nicest dude in the world. So compassionate, so caring. He is not one of the people who have been silent on things like abortion. Like uh, uh, he gets called a social justice warrior, but no one would do that to his face because this dude just looks like he could run over anybody. Uh, and so we actually, we have a little bit of that. Um, let's see. I want to organize, uh, this is from Caleb Warren. I want to organize a protest in Salt Lake City against shielding sexual abuse in the LDS church. And I want guest speakers. Would you be interested in speaking? I would so be interested in speaking, but I can't. Uh, if it, I mean, depending on when it happens, and this sounds like something that needs to happen soon. Uh, there have been a number of events happening lately that I haven't been able to attend. Again, I'm going to talk about this more on tomorrow's episode. My health is unfortunately declining, and uh, it, it's honestly anything outside of about a 20-minute drive from me is is virtually another state at this point. Brett Weiss, street epistemology is better than debating family. That's true. Uh, look up street epistemology. Those people who are asking about how to talk to their family, those are really, really good ways um, to ask questions. It, it's a method of asking questions and let people sort of reveal their own irrational thinking to themselves. Uh, Chris Samad, thank you. Lils said, how would you handle street protesters with loudspeakers who scream about Jesus? I was at a rock festival and they were a bit offended that I was asking them questions. How would you handle them? I think you, it sounds like you handled them perfectly, which is just asking questions. Uh, I would bring a camera and then I'd post it because you're in a public space. They can't do anything about it. Uh, so, you know, I'd expose uh, <laughs> sunlight, disinfectant, that whole thing, right? Um but uh, I think it sounds like you probably did the right thing. You're not going to change a street protester's mind there. Not only are they there to preach something wrong and bad, they're excited about it. And they've, they've already prepared themselves to put up these walls because they know they're going somewhere where somebody mostly hates them. Or I, I mean, hates a strong word. And it's accurate. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, but that that they disagree. So they're not there with a remotely open mind. Asking them questions, and especially if you're distracting them from, from saying their assholey things over their bullhorn, sounds like you did the right thing. Do you think intelligence defines worth? Hashtag chickens. Only in animals that are non-human. I do. Uh, uh, I am a humanist. So humans, I have a completely different set of rules for versus uh, animals. Um, and that's just how it is. <laughs> Flying super strawberry abortion debate is religious versus secular. It's posed as male versus female is because people are unwilling to admit the religious foundation thoughts. I tend to agree. There are secular people who are not pro-choice uh, and 
a lot of the time it seems like their arguments might still be rooted in the religious things that surround them and a sort of tendency to believe that anything you can call a human life is therefore sacred, uh, but they're obviously not going to use the word sacred. So I tend to agree. However, I have heard secular arguments and keep in mind, like Christopher Hitchens, for example, uh, he, so a lot of people say Christopher Hitchens was pro-life and I have never actually seen anything where he, uh, appeared to ask for a law enforcing it. However, he did seem to be personally, at least anti-abortion. And he did express pretty much pro-life, uh, uh, values, the concept of, uh, that you should consult with the life that might be lost before taking it, something like something along that line. Uh, but I also never heard him challenged on it either. I never heard his response to the uh, the autonomy point, which is what I think is absolutely the strongest point for abortion, period. Um, so, uh, uh, but I agree that most, even most secular people, not all. So if you're watching right now and you think I'm just full of shit, Maybe you're the exception, but I think most secular people who are anti-abortion uh, are pretty much pretty much are on religious grounds as well. All right, moving back to the regular chat. Let's see. Uh, what is your favorite music genre? Mine is metal, hard rock, and most things like that, which makes my parents anxious because it's obviously devil music. I am a 29-year-old pansexual with the musical taste of a 17-year-old lesbian. Uh, I love things like Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, and I got to tell you, I know there's a lot of... Uh, uh, now. Uh, I just started listening to this person, so if there's something terrible about them, sure, let me know. Uh, but I've, I, Billy Eilish, I don't even know how you say it. I think it's Eilish. Eilish has been coming on lately, and the music, big, big fan. Um, a guy in my friend group is being very homophobic, especially toward drag queens. How can I argue with him in a proper way without getting angry? I myself identify as a lesbian. I'm the worst person to come to with the questions of how do I argue because I always say just ask questions and look for consistency in their position and when there isn't, ask a question about that. In other words, things like street epistemology uh, will help you learn how to ask your way through to a person's hypocrisy. Uh, especially, I mean, there's there are certain things where you know you're going to find hypocrisy. It's kind of like with religion. At a certain point, they're going to make an appeal to faith, period. It's going to happen. So you just got to get there. Well, with homophobia and bigotry in general, at a certain point, they're going to appeal to hypocrisy. And so you just got to get there. Uh, I've been thinking about moving to Fort Collins. Any warnings about living there? Uh, I live like an hour from Fort Collins. I used to go a lot, actually, when I lived in Wyoming. I, I really liked Fort Collins. There's a pizza place there called Pizza Casbah. Really good. Really, really good. Highly, highly rec recommend it. Uh, do you believe no uterus, no, you said option, but no opinion. I do not. And I think that is an unuseful argument. Um, so uh, uh, basically where we are at right now is it's impractical to say no to uterus, no opinion, because it's not going to happen. Right now, the main voting forces on it in this country are cis men, and that's the reality we live in. And changing the minds of those cis men will happen more rapidly if it is other cis men trying to change their minds, because these aren't people who respect women and women's opinions. Uh, and so uh, uh, 
it's it's almost like I'm trying to say, no, you can have an opinion on it as long as you're supportive of being pro-choice. But you can't actually have that. You have to have both sides. And there's more than two, obviously. But you have to have all sides inputting. And I think it will be faster and more effective. I, in fact, I think the reason why I say I disagree with that line of thinking is I think that that is, has become popular and it's caused pro-choice allies to, to not be vocal. And I think, that's, I think that's a huge, huge negative. Now, do I think a... Um, <laughs> can you have the opinion? Yes. Can you express the opinion? Yes. Do I think a cis man's opinion is as um, as uh, important or has the same weight regarding abortion as a person with a uterus? I, no, I really don't. <laughs> it's, uh, but as far as the conversation goes, at the end of the day, I want not just Roe v. Wade protected. I want a, f a federal Congress needs to pass something. This needs to be, it needs to be more than just the Supreme Court said that this is a constitutional right. There needs to be actual federal protections at the level of actual laws uh, uh, put out by Congress. So you can't do that without men. And that's just the, that's just the unfortunate reality we live in. Maybe there is a future where that all exists, but no, I, I, I don't think the, it's a practical um, approach to say, if you don't have a uterus, shut up. Um, even if I kind of wish that was the case. Do you have any tips on coming out? I'm in the closet and I want to come out to my family. Same thing I said earlier. Uh, if, if you feel like you're worried about their the way they're going to react, have somebody with you. I've been contemplating on coming out as non-binary to my parents, but I'm scared that they will kick me out. What should I do? It's been eating at me for months. Um... So again, if you if you if you have to do it now, have a person with you, or have a counselor or a therapist facilitate it. Especially somebody who can answer the questions they're inevitably going to ask. Because if you do it by yourself, those questions are going to come at. They're just going to gish gallop you. It's literally going to be your question after question, point after point after point to put you on the defensive. Uh, however, if you are reliant on your parents and you're a minor and you think that is likely to be their reaction, unfortunately. The truth is I don't recommend you come out. Um, yeah. I it's it, it's one of those shitty things. If it's if it's become abusive and it's weighing down on you terribly, I mean if if your parents are abusive, then there has to be a point where you get a counselor involved for that reason in general, in case you need to be removed from that set uh, situation. Uh, Alina C, please read my message in the chat. It doesn't fit. Um, I like that you found a little loophole there, but the hard part is now finding your message in the chat, unless you put it like right after that, because I am not finding it. Let's see that. But that is that is a really impressive loophole because the whole thing is longer questions. You pay more for a longer thing on Super Chat. It's impressive. It's impressive to say the least. Let's not everybody else figure that out. Um, but the thing is, Alina, I'm going to need you to put it up again and make sure you've got me tagged because I can't even find it. So what the hell? Um, ba -ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Yeah, Alina, I'm going to have to ask you to retype it, copy and paste and make sure that I'm tagged because I just straight up don't see it at all. 
let's see. What are your views on the claim that porn leads to domestic violence and further sexualization and objectification of the female body? Okay. So, first of all, uh, domestic violence, I would need to see the studies that are claiming that because that sounds like one of those correlation equal causation arguments that are just ridiculous. Um, and it's usually like we studied a bunch of people who were uh, uh, who committed violence, domestic violence, and it turns out they watched porn. Meanwhile, everybody watches porn. Uh, I, as far as further sexualization, an individual who wants to be sexualized, it, in other words, they've somewhat consented to that. Uh, did my mic just go all wonky? I just heard something get kind of weird. Uh, so I don't, it's kind of like, I had a partner once that when we were uh, kind of, things were starting to not be so good. Uh, they said something along the lines of like, <laughs> I said something flirtatious and they were like, don't sexualize me. And I was like, oh, this relationship's over because you should be able to sexualize your partner. Uh, first, I, I said this to uh, somebody the other day. I love being objectified. Objectify the hell out of me. So when you're talking about something like pornography, there is a consent to sexualize and objectify. And in certain situations, that is the appropriate thing to do. Again, objectify the hell out of me. I've been waiting my whole life to be objectified. <laughs> um, uh, so as far as it leading to that in great... Uh, being a bigger problem. It's kind of like violent video games. I don't think violent video games creates violent people, but I do think violent people use violent video games to get worse. And it's probably the same for pornography. And so then we have the question of, do you ban violent video games because violent people get worse when they play violent video games? Or do you ban pornography because people who over-sexualize and over-objectify people uh, uh, use it to get worse. And I tend toward no. I tend toward more no. We need to be having healthy conversations about sex. We need to be having healthy conversations about violence also. We need to be living in a world that makes, um, makes, I'm trying to think of how to put it. We need to be living in a world that also is very inviting to people to go to therapy. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think certain types of porn are problematic. I absolutely do. I've already gotten shit for saying it on here before, but there are types of pornography that the difference between them and child pornography seem an awful blurred line. Uh, and, and so there's, there is definitely, I think, harmful pornography and pornography that encourages uh, a behavior that is not healthy. But I do not believe that... Um, like with violent video games, I don't believe that it creates those people, but certainly they might make, they might get worse. Let's see here. Um, getting back to super chats here, and then I'll look for Alina's message again. Actually, let me just do that real quick. Okay. You were tagged in the second part, and the first part of my question is directly after the super chat. Let me scroll back up because I didn't see it. Alina, you're not. Um, let me let me switch this to the live chat instead of top because I don't know what that got rid of. Uh, and now it won't even take me that high up. So uh, I'm afraid, Alina, uh, that I really do just need you to copy and paste it because um, I can't get to it. Wait, did you, I thought I saw your name again here. Nope, that was someone named Alana who asked, 
Oh, said, OMG, y'all, ans- he answered my question. Um, yeah, Alina, if you could rewrite it and then um, if any of my mods uh, want to send me their message directly on Facebook Messenger, that might make things easier too. Uh, just rewrite it out, please. Um, if I mean, obviously, if my mods have seen it, did that already just happen? Nope. It did not. Uh, okay. Let's see. Strawberry Shortcake, thoughts on Jordan Peterson? Uh, well, well, uh, well let, let me just tell you about lobsters. And I think Jordan Peterson is an intellectual fraud and a net negative in the world. Uh, I think a lot of his reasoning is oversimplified but presented complexly. And I think that he is a per, he basically idealizes the 1950s and wants to return to that world. Um, and I think he's purposefully brash with the way he speaks, but he also speaks differently depending on the audience that is he is speaking to and what level of receptive. So he is more he more shows off his how he feels less subtly in certain audiences than others. And that is why there's such a wide array of him phrasing things. I think the depth that people see in him is not correct. I think it's totally manufactured. Uh, okay, looks like one of my mods shot this here. I've heard multiple very intelligent, secular, and left people in my environment this argument against abortion. When two consenting adults have sex, they are continuously taking the risk of getting, and then I assume that ends with pregnant, um, and that you're looking for the uh, uh, the reaction to that. Um, humans obviously have not only evolved to have sex for the purpose of having children. And these secular people, if they are reasonable, reasonable, have seen time and time again that abstinence-only programs don't work and that it leads to higher teen pregnancy rates and things of that nature. So it's an entirely impractical thing in the first place. And then on top of that, certainly a fetus under 24 weeks is not a human. It might have human DNA. It might have a pumping heart. But until that brain has turned on, it's just a quote unquote potential life. So is every egg and so is every sperm. And frankly, I see I see no difference regarding the consciousness of a fetus and its personhood uh, under 24 weeks and sperm in a washcloth or socks or wherever it is. And if there and therefore I've either committed genocide or it doesn't matter is the two positions I'm taking anyway. Uh, after that 24 weeks, I still only believe that it's between a, a person carrying a fetus and their doctor. Um, and those it's not as though there are many late term abortions happening and it's virtually always under extenuating circumstances. Uh, and then you have the debate of autonomy, which is the government can't mandate that you give your blood for a blood transfusion for somebody else to survive. No individual, even if you want to say this is a person, no person has the right to another person's body to stay alive. And that's just how it is. Um, let's see, let's see. Not everyone, uh, Eric Camian, not everyone realizes how the price slash message thing works. That's okay. Yeah, basically the, the more you pay, the longer a message you can put is how Super Chats work. That's what I was saying. It was a very impressive loophole. Um, I hope I answered that question for you, Alina. Uh, if there's more to it, then uh, we'll get that too. Christopher Johnson, 
my girlfriend has found that she's ace and I've discovered my high libido. I have a strong emotional connection to her. Should I end the relationship? I'm definitely not going to tell you you should or shouldn't end the relationship, but you too would have to find a solution to that. And I definitely think uh, for me, having someone to have sex with in a relationship, being able to sexually express myself with someone I hold my romantic attraction to is extremely important. So what you do, I don't know. This might be the time to get someone like a couples counselor, especially when you're when you're talking to a count, uh, uh, the like receptionist or whatever, asking them if they understand the concept of hypersexuality versus asexuality and whether or not um, uh, they accept that those things exist because some don't uh, and and try and talk it through that with them and see what it is. I will tell you ending the relationship should be on the table, but I'm not saying for sure that you should end the relationship. I also don't like, as far as things like this, I don't like the idea of calling it, should I end the relationship? Should I break up with so-and-so? Should I? Uh, I genuinely think those kinds of relationships it should be a conversation. And the and I'm not saying you were purposely saying it this way. I'm trying to, for anybody who's just generally listening, listening this is just one of those soapboxes I want to get off on uh, or get up on, get off on. Totally different type of thing. Um, uh, I think that you should uh, have the conversation and if you break up, the two of you break up as opposed to I broke up with so-and-so, so-and-so broke up with me. Um, let's see. As Stewie, your deep thought for the day. Ooh, my deepest thought. Um, I don't know. What have I been using lately to get through <laughs> get through the days without hating myself? Um, to tell you the truth, universal nihilism's been been ever since I've been having those conversations. I've I've been uh, interested more in that kind of thing, and so. Uh, at the end of it all, I'm finding great comfort in that none of this matters. Therefore, the only thing that matters is what we decide what matters. Those things that which we decide matter. That's what matters. Um, Kirk Holt, thoughts on how lesbians are for some a fetish? Mostly just keep it to yourself, I guess. Like, uh, I get it. And it definitely was me as a teenager. Everything I watched when I first started looking at porn was lesbian porn. Um, but yeah, keep it to yourself and don't be one of those douches that are going to be like, well, you just have to try me out. I'm going to change your mind. Don't be that person. Uh, but, you know, I do get it. <laughs> just don't be a douche because <laughs> so many people are douches. Controversial opinion. Your Stewie equals Mr. Burns. Do you know that? I don't know if I've been doing my best, Stewie, because I've got sort of a thing going on in my throat at the moment. It's why we're not going to go for much longer, actually. But uh, isn't Mr. Burns more of like a, excellent. Uh, let me think. Uh, 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 no, I couldn't. I've never tried doing Mr. Burns, so I don't want to sound ridiculous trying for the first time. <laughs> Smithers! I'll just do a really clearly not a good one. Uh, Ruse321, thoughts on Sam Harris? Disappointed. Um... I liked a lot of Sam Harris stuff from the past. His books were good. Uh, he's now joining the intellectual dark web and acting like the greatest threat to mankind are the people who are the loudest on Twitter, I think is ridiculous. Lead a painter. First off, I think you were awesome. What originally got you to start your YouTube channel? What were the events leading up to that? Also, do you ever have meet and greets with your fans? One day I will have the meet and greets if I can start in reverse order. Yeah, that'll definitely be something that does happen. As far as the events leading up to my um, making the channel, 
Uh, it really was that Josh Feuerstein video on evolution. It's just time and time again, I wanted to add my own voice to. And so that was one of the first videos that came out. I think it was episode four, but it came out on week two because I put out the first three episodes together. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I made that video too several times over the years, a few times anyway, over the years, sometimes just on webcam and then sometimes using my camera, but with the bad mic in it and then finally did it semi-right. I mean, my early episodes on this channel definitely don't look as good as later episodes, but yeah, I don't know. It was just uh, uh, mostly narcissism. <laughs> mostly narcissism got me to start this channel. Let's see. Let's see. Going back to, uh, we're going to get back to the regular chat here for, we'll do two more questions there and then we will finish out whatever super chats are around. And then that will be it for me today, folks. Uh, let's see. Let's, I'm just going to randomly swipe up and we'll pick, uh, did you see Paul and Morgan's live stream on abortion yesterday? I, I saw that they had a live stream on abortion. I didn't watch it. I'm would not be, I, I can't imagine anything would surprise me. They're probably just going to lie about how dangerous abortions are. They're probably going to repeat the Christian lie that it leads to infertility at a, at a significantly increased rate. Uh, they're going to say that it's a person, that life begins at conception. Like, uh, what could surprise me? We'll scroll back down to the bottom and see something closer to there. Um, hi, do you think police brutality and racial profiling exist? And if so, do you believe they're correlated? Yes, I definitely believe police brutality exists uh, and racial profiling. In fact, I would say I'm related to some individuals that I, uh, an individual that I believe does both of those things as a police officer. Um, and, uh, and I do think, so always, there's always going to be complexity to issues. And certainly I think that there are non-racist police officers. Uh, and then there are officers with internalized racism um, and good people who accidentally are racist sometimes. I've, that's poor phrasing. But uh, however, I, uh, I don't, um, I do, I do rather think that there is clearly um, a racial problem within American police forces. And you also just see that in the sheer amount of policing they do in communities of color versus white communities. Um, do you think that, reli that religion has, <clears throat> do you think that religion that has critical thinking as an essential factor in the faith is less harmful than religion that advocates, advocates belief faith? Yes. I genuinely think there are lots of people who are religious, who are great people and virtually harmless. I do believe that perpetuating the idea of faith ever, we're talking about religious faith, not just confidence in something, literally just <laughs> being sure of something because you feel you are sure of something and you feel you've had some communication with the universe uh, other than demonstration and proof that that sort of makes you certain of a belief. I think perpetuating the idea that faith is an acceptable pathway to truth is always harmful. However, as far as the harms from religion we need to remove from the planet, it's not even top 10. Uh, let's see here. Though the funny thing is, is if you could get rid of people believing things on faith, you would solve all <laughs> religious stuff. Uh, the problems anyway. Alexis, Alex, Sorry, Alex Badilla, have you ever watched any version of Jesus Christ Superstar? Oh, like 
my Amazon Echo. Have you ever watched any version of Jesus Christ Superstar? If you have, what are your thoughts on it? I've once again, I've heard the music, but actually, I don't think I have ever seen the show. Uh, but that's definitely one I think I should probably see. Uh, let's see. Lucky Cat Claire. Met husband at 17, engaged at 24, married at 28, and we're now 32. Both atheists and always have been. Despite lack of faith, impetus, do you think that you can have a health a healthy relationship given lack of experience elsewhere. Let's see. Husband at 17, engaged 24 or 20. Yeah, I do. I'm not saying that if you've only had one sexual partner, I think I see what you're saying because of things I've said in recent videos. I'm not saying your relationship is doomed if you've only had one sexual partner. I think you entered the relationship at a disadvantage, definitely. I'm, And that's not meant to be an insult. I think that's just trying to state a fact. However, um, uh, I don't think it's, definitely don't think it's impossible for you to have an unhealthy relationship because I think the number one important thing to having a healthy relationship is totally and entirely communication and, the, and how comfortably two people can communicate with each other and the kinds of things that, that get through. Um, let's see. Here's the last one from the, I know I said only the two more, but we'll do one more for the live chat and then clear out the super chats and then go, though right now there are no super chats, so it might just be this one last question and go, unless more super chats show up. That's not a hint at all, <laughs> but I'm trying to pay my rent, y'all. <laughs> that was mostly a joke. Uh, Natalie says, I'm a closeted lesbian, an atheist with a homophobic Christian family, and your vids remind me I'm normal and great the way I am. Love you. I'm happy you take mental health time. Hi from Florida. Uh, I thought there was going to be a question in there, but uh, I, that's why I read it. I wasn't just trying to read my own compliments out loud. But thank you very much, Natalie. That's that's very, very kind of you to say. Um, and I'm genuinely very happy I can help out. Uh, and yeah, the watch tomorrow's episode. I won't spoil anything, but the mental health stuff is complex. A lot of people think that I need to take mental health days away from the channel because of the channel. That's not the case. And so... More explanation tomorrow. Otherwise, I'd literally just go on forever. Scientist Mel just wanted to say, hi, you're doing a good job. Hope you're doing very well. Thank you, Scientist Mel. We'll have to do something again soon, too. I, I, I miss everybody. I feel like I do so little collabs anymore. Uh, Scientist Mel, you're wonderful and amazing. And you know I adore you. Apparently, the store link to my store is broken. That's okay, though. Uh, everybody should wait to buy merch anyway because I have some new merch coming of things that I think are funny and clever and enjoyable. So, uh Hopefully by the end of this month, that'll all be out. Becca Links, Becca Linscom, Linscom. I don't know. I'm an atheist teacher in a small community in LA. I keep it a secret for fear of being blackballed thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know your community better than anyone. And I know that those small communities, even in those progressive places, those smaller communities can, um, can still be rather regressive rather. Um, I don't think you have to, I hope you're not in a situation where you have to pretend to believe, uh, but I, I can understand you keeping it quiet. And it's not as though uh, I don't, I don't wear my Mr. Atheist t-shirt 
to a lot of places. Uh, I mean, I'll wear this one, but there are definitely times where I'm just like, I'm going somewhere that I don't want to have to deal with the conflict of being an atheist. Now, the number one reason I don't wear my Mr. Atheist shirts is because most of the time when I'm out in public, I'm not looking to be recognized. And so I worry about people going, oh, I like that show. Oh, hey, that's that guy, which has happened actually once before. Um, a person recognized my sweater and then me. Uh, and so that's the main reason why. Um, but yeah, I, I feel bad that you have to, to keep it to yourself. I really do. Lek, Lek is cool. I wanted to let everyone know that you are enough. Absolutely. You are all enough. Uh, Ariel Fernandez asked, do you live in the United States of America? Even better, I live in Denver, Colorado, which is in the United States of America. But yes, I do. I do, I do, I do. Um, let's see. Uh, that is, I, that's where we're going to leave it. That is it for today. I had a lot of fun. Thank you all for, for making everything so wonderful. I am, it's only like 3 PM. I'm pretty much ready for bed. Uh, I'm probably going to go and get some food and, uh, on the way home, have a little snacky poo. And then, um, uh, the worst part is I'm probably going to fall asleep before Game of Thrones. I expect tonight's episode of Game of Thrones to suck. I accept it to be terrible. And Kyle and I are going to come on tomorrow afternoon uh, live and discuss it. Uh, so that'll be fun. I genuinely think tomorrow, I think it's not tomorrow, today's episode, I think it's going to be awful. I, I, I have hated, the only thing I've liked about this season, no spoilers, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I've loved Arya and like Arya's storyline, everything else, the whole thing is trash. The whole thing is garbage. Uh, uh, so um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's my plan. If I can stay awake that long, I will be um, I will be watching Game of Thrones. Oh, last minute question in. Okay, do you think the head of state and the head of government should be two different people? That's a great question. I probably think so, but I've already been talking for years about my skepticism that having a single president as the head of the government is a good idea. So that's a good question. Um, I think the recent years have shown us that <laughs> the 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 powers of the presidency have been expanding and going in places that I don't feel were the original intention. So I am pretty open to breaking up the concept of a presidency. Anyway, that is it for me. Thank you all so much for watching. This was a blast. You're a blast. You're amazing people. I love you all from the deepest parts of my heart. Um, yeah. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And enjoy watching that terrible episode of Game of Thrones. Goodbye, everybody. Where's the outro on this thing? There we go.